The Hump, episode 19. Go, go, juice. show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Beeland. So what are we drinking tonight? You brought tonight's special. It's themed, so it's go-go juice, which is my term for coffee. Yes. Our second favorite beverage. Yes. Yes. So uh, in lieu of that, I have a Alesmith Speedway Stout. So it's an Imperial Stout with coffee. With coffee. I think we've had Alesmith one other time on the show. Really? Yeah, I think I think I they had like an Evil Dead. Oh, okay. that they make this and it's it had six point six six percent alcohol. I believe it's a San Diego brewery. Brewery. So that's not a brewery city that we've hit yet. Something we shall have to remedy. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. I haven't even tried it yet. I like a little coffee in my. Hmm. That is so good. That's nice. So, so good. Oh, man. Just viscous enough. Yeah, I need a little of that. Maybe it'll help my... Coats the tongue. Help my voice issue. Yeah, that's good. My perpetual voice issue. So what are we toasting tonight now that we got this good beer in front of us? We got to start with the man, the the newest man, NFL MVP, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. First time in Chiefs history. My boy. Cheers to you, MVP Pat. There's really just one P. It's MV Pat. MV uh, Pat. MV Pat. That's my quarterback. In honor, I'm wearing the, and folks won't be able to see this in audio, but in video, I'm wearing my Patrick Mahomes socks. The Freak 15s. Freak 15s. And he is a Freak 15. Oh, I know. Kids, phenomenal. Like, unbelievable. Was it Max Kellerman this week said that he believes Patrick Mahomes is the most important figure in sports. He's quickly ascended maybe to those ranks. I mean, that's insane, that climb. Yeah, won 17 games. I mean, well, I, 17 regular season games and then the playoff. I Two saw playoffs. a tweet from some uh, sports writer, and he basically was making fun of himself because he had a tweet from August of 2018, which was really not that long ago, basically saying he's going to be decent, He'll be okay at best. He's going to throw maybe no more than 24 touchdowns. He's going to have a lot of picks. You know, like, there's definitely going to be some some lumps, some growing pains with this kid. He was making fun of himself because he... There were a lot of people that missed on him. They, uh, I was doing a lot of catching up on sports talk the last couple weeks. And I forget whose program it was, but Lee Steinberg's his agent. Yeah. And they were talking to Lee about all the people that had him pegged as like a second or third round pick. That was considered a stretch when we, I mean, we gave a lot lot up to get him. We were at 27 yeah. and went all the way to 10. Like, that's not easy to move up that, that high. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, who's the who's the um, the guy that does the show with, I've tried to block him from my memory because he's such a freaking idiot. Shannon, that does it with Shannon Sharp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, See, you blocked it, too, because he's such a moron. Yeah, I know who you mean. Anyway, I Jeff Allen got up. After Mahomes won the MVP, he went on and started tweeting a bunch of, like, nonsense. How he lost the two games against the Patriots. Patriots, and, and yeah, I was trying to compare head-to-head, and, and Jeff Allen was like, just shut up and enjoy the ride. You're, And I think he does a lot of that just to be a contrarian. Oh, like, completely. He, yeah. That whole show is based on, you know, those two butting heads. So, but it's like, come on, at some point, lose the moron, you know, the moronic shtick and just acknowledge greatness when you see it. Yeah. Because there's great. I mean, it is greatness to the point. The guy I'm going to give you a shout out. You and I, I was showing you the tweets. There's a local guy used to be. I think he was a Sports Illustrated writer, did like the local uh, Sports Illustrated stuff on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's 50 Cent, but it's not. Spelled with an yeah. S. 
and he does a lot of fun stuff and was doing a bunch of fun Patrick Mahomes stuff around some logo design. It was really cool. I mean, the kid, it's impossible not to like this kid. I mean, not only is he doing it the right way on the field, he's doing it the right way off the field. Like the Pro Bowl, I mean, he just goes out and takes care of business and he's campaigning for his fullback to win MVP of the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean, like he won the NFL uh, MVP award and his first thing is thanking his teammates and, you know, those guys are the ones that got me here. I'm just out there trying to help, you know, make everybody better. He says all the right things. He does all the right things. He's legit. I, he is legit. I just hope they do not overload him with so many endorsements. He can't handle his schedule. I'm right? sure his phone's been ringing off the hook. Yeah. The Hunt's Ketchup people were smart. They got in early. Got in early. They got him at a discount. Yeah. Well, let's toast MV Pat to a great season. We're sad it's over. So sad it's over. New Ooh. season is about to begin. It is. Speaking of Superman, the next one's like a local Kansas City icon. And uh, he's hanging up his cape. And, and his cleats. And yeah. his cleats. And you and I have actually had a kind of personal and count positive encounter with him, I would say. Multiple times. Multiple, yeah. I, you're right. I've had multiple conversations with him. He's a cool cat. So if you don't know KC Superman, he's this, he's got to be close to what, 75? Easy. Easy. Yeah. It's just this older African-American guy that walks around wearing a Superman outfit, carrying a football, and he's just basically running around Kansas City all the time. Like, that's all he does. And he seems to show up whenever there's something, you know, big. something big in town. Yeah. The one that, you know, stuck out to us, we went to see you 2 at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. And because of it, some inclement weather, we had friends from Atlanta that were coming in. And they had to back out. They had so to we back had two out last tickets. minute. Yep. So we gave Superman, KC Superman, a ticket into the YouTube concert. And we watched, and he's out there, you know, phone pressing and taking pictures. And just a positive guy, just loves his city and just getting out there and, you know, meeting the people. Yeah, and they're having a big run for him by the time this posts audio. It'll be too late, but they're having a big, they're having a big run for him called Farewell to the Cape. And they're doing it. It's like, I don't even know how long it is. It's from the World War I Memorial to his mural. I don't know if that's a 5K or what the distance is, but. Can't be that far, but yeah, it's probably about a 5K. Probably 5K. Yeah, they're doing raising money and it's going to charity in his honor. So, Good guy. Yeah, really cool. So, Casey, Casey Superman, Superman, cheers. And then the last one, so Superwoman so yeah. was our guest. Segwayed this beautifully. Yeah, the guest last week, Danielle Lehman. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So want to toast her because her podcast launched yesterday. First episode dropped yesterday. So she launched the Open Belly Podcast, which is basically a podcast about ethnically diverse food here in Kansas City. And But it's so much more than that. It's also stories of the families that are running these restaurants and the and the people behind them. So let's toast Danielle. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah. What was interesting is what I thought was so cool about doing that episode with her was I was watching NBC Nightly News, I think, and they had a story in Seattle with this program uh, called Eat with Muslims. Oh, really? Yeah. And they were, you know, NBC Nightly News was covering this story about how, you know, there's certain perceptions of the Muslim faith and, yes. uh, in Islam. And and so they were every sat every other Saturday or something, they do this program, Eat with Muslims, and they make traditional meals and you get to learn about their faith. And it's just an opportunity to break bread you know, essentially, and and learn more about the world around you, which I thought was cool. And so it's like, essentially, it was Danielle's podcast yeah, exactly. in a microcosm, a little bit of a, her podcast in a microcosm in a, in a different city. So I thought... Yeah, breaking down barriers, introducing you to different cultures and whatnot. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So what'd you think about the conversation last week? I mean, I think she's fascinating. I mean, I, I'll agree. I'm kind of one of those. I'll get into the, my ruts and go for, you know, barbecue and whatnot. I love... 
ethnic foods. I just, some of it is a little intimidating. So I love the way that she just kind of makes it relatable and gives you some good options if you're going to go to these places and give them a try. Yeah, I thought the menu was really cool. Basically, that gateway. I've looked at that saying like every day this week and I have it sitting in my bedroom. And I mean, I've sat there and it's really well done. Yeah, I I had agree. One more toast. Yes. What do you got? Off script toast. Oh, it's fine. We take off script toast. I mean, oh. I, I can't let it go. I'm oh, sorry. Shit. I'm not I gonna, may not toast. You could just go and mention you may be toasting yourself. I'm not poking the bear. Oh, but God, you are poking the bear. Kansas State last night, ah! getting a big victory against KU. I mean, really, really great game. Entertaining, Ugh. gritty. It was gritty. and Yeah. Great atmosphere. Uh, the, I will give you that. The atmosphere of the Octagon of Doom is, it's a good, you know, it's a really great college basketball atmosphere. When it's on, it's really good. I would like to see a game there. Like, you've gone with me to see a game in Allen Fieldhouse. And the game we saw in Allen Fieldhouse, we got our money's worth, too. Because, yeah, it was like overtime. Oh, that. yeah. Well, and KU was down. and Yeah. And I said something around, okay, you want to leave? And you're like, no, I've seen this story way too many times before. And they came down from like eight down and tied it up. And oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> KU down eight with two minutes to go at Allen Fieldhouse is nothing to fear. Like, yeah. they're going to get theirs. So, yeah, something's but. going something's going nutty. Yeah, I'm not KU fan that, you know, I'm. My boxers are all in a bunch. And I mean, it, you know, K-State has a good team. They started preseason. I mean, they were a Sweet 16 team last year. Elite ah, Eight. Elite Eight. They were Elite Eight. I was close. like, they were this close to making the Final Four yeah. last year. And so, you know, they're an Elite Eight team. Started the season. Season veterans. They had a couple injuries that, yeah, you know. And we got a bunch of freshmen that are wet behind the ears in a lot of ways. And well, that was a good example in that game, though, how – leadership and you know you've been in the trenches and you've done it before like you it's you yeah. can see that maturity took over yeah talents one thing you know mature talents something else and, and we got a player too on the team that's a senior but he's he's a knucklehead man this is Vic oh yeah we go we we seem to go the way Vic goes like if Vic's not shitting himself yeah then we win and if we he's handle on then yeah yeah and if he's if he's Playing like an idiot, then we we're generally losing. So I will. I'm not going to toast you. I'm going to congratulate you on a nice win, but I'm not toasting that. It's kind of like you saying you're never going to wear a Jayhawk T-shirt. When I wore a K-State Wildcat T-shirt for you when they played in the tournament, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh right. man. So moving we're, on. Moving on. I, I will congratulate you on the win. All right. It was well earned. That's all I'm asking. But I cannot clink a glass to that. I just can't. Fine. Oh, man. I probably should have put this in the toast section, but is uh, I went to Brew Lab last week and had a nice conversation with the owner and the wait staff about podcasting. And Yeah. It's uh, a cool place. Yeah, it's a cool place. And just a little tease here. We might be doing a little bit of collaboration with them. So we'll... There might be a hookup. Is that what you're saying? saying maybe. I got a couple. They enjoyed the conversation so much that they bought me a couple drinks. Brew Lab booty call. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a booty call. But I had more brew coming. It was right. a brewy call. Brewy call. A brewy call. All right. Yeah, I got two extra beers out of that. And I was like... Hey, they're yeah. not dumb. Feed the monkey and, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely well fed. The other thing that's going on this week, and I'll start promoting a little bit off script, <laughs> is we, the pitch, KC is doing some sort of... We were nominated for podcast of the year? No, it's a little early for that. Okay. I'm sorry. But it's a little precursor. Okay. And you're not on Facebook, so you won't see this. I'll have to show it to you after. Is they're doing a pet contest, and you had to write like a wanted, like a... Dating ad. So like a Tinder ad for a pet? Yeah, Tinder ad for the pet. Okay. And you have to swipe right on the pet that you would want to mm. you would want to date. So it's the pitch KC swipe right for pets. We nominated Foggy, the pug. I would swipe whatever direction. I don't know which one it is, but yeah. He's my boy. I was quite proud of my copywriting on the on the caption. Yeah. 
Because, you know, it said something to the effect of, you know, as seeing as I'm nine plus, I'm down more for cuddling than being a stud. And <laughs> That's foggy completely. The, yeah, foggy. Yeah. And then some mention of him being rescued. And then it was like, and while I can go formal with a bow tie, I also like to lose the collar and get naked. Again, I mean, it's, it's summing him up beautifully. Yeah, so... Anyway, vacant, all the better. If you see a pug with his tongue out, swipe right, people. We got something big going on this weekend. We're going to be doing more of this. Yeah, well, that's, you know, one of my favorite things. The old uh, KC Brewfest at the Union Station. Do you know what brewery? Did we ever find out what breweries were? I don't know. You just, we just saw beer and like yeah. moth through a flame. And I love that building. So, you know, beer and Union Station. I'm down, but. Did you go to the one at Union Station prior? I have not been to it. No. Okay. Because the last time you and I went and we then went had a the one real, at Sprint Center. Sprint Center. And then you and I had like a 4 a.m. Yeah. Night. Yeah. We were at Town Topic and then stumbling home from stumbling back to your apartment. after. Yeah. That, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. It so said we, like 40 or 50 breweries, but then it <coughs> said which ones. My guess is there's going to be obviously be a lot of local. Yeah. I'm hoping there's some ones we haven't run across before, but that's getting harder and harder. Yeah, it's getting a lot lot more difficult. A lot more difficult. Well, while we're not drinking beer, so last time I had mentioned this month, I need to share some of this stuff with you because this month, KCYA has, and I'm going to put it in the show notes, they have so much stuff going on. So it's, you know, it's Black History Month. Yes. Month of February. And last time I had mentioned that AMC locally had donated a couple annual passes. So we're doing a raffle for that. Each one costs like 25 bucks. Nice. Which is cool. And But uh, they're doing a big performance February 23rd at KCYA for African-American History Month, Black okay. History Month. And uh, it's African Amer- also African-American Heritage Month. They're doing a program called I Dig Jazz. Local uh, local jazz singer names escaping me now. I don't have all my. I'm down though. But yeah, so I'll send you the date. It's February 23rd. You may be a little foggy after. Yeah, not. City Barrel opens the day before. Yeah, another brewery. Maybe hurting. One for of many hurting for certain. Yeah, we need to have a beer guest on that like knows the whole beer scene. We know and somebody. To, well, we don't know somebody. We know of somebody. Know of a couple few people. Yeah, but one that's probably. She's plugged in. She's plugged in and doesn't pick favorites. Yeah. Right. So not, she's unaffiliated with any one particular brewery would probably be a good guest. Yeah. We have to reach out. Yeah, we should reach out. It's on the list. So anything else you can think of that's going on? Well, do you have something going on? Well, I've got something going on. I was going, I'll hold that. I can talk about that anytime, but I am producing another podcast. So, but it's more business oriented. There'll be a lot less F-bombs. As long as you're not. Having fun and drinking beer with other podcasts. I'm cool with that. There's no beer included. It's it's tied to LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn, there's a movement. I hate that, but there's a movement. You don't like movements? Well, I like a movement. There's certain, but you and I are reaching an age where we like certain movements. I enjoy a movement at least once a day. Yes, likewise. And the, the topic for tonight helps those movements along. Coffee is a I mean, it's natural just, laxative i mean just teeing it up tonight just yeah uh but yeah there's this city by city a lot of the uh there are folks that are mobilizing around the whole notion of linkedin being a online linkedin's doing this thing where it's basically city by city they're creating these little micro linkedin hubs and people are doing offline networking going to events getting to know one another sharing skills and talents and and those kinds of things. And so the podcast is for that, for the local Kansas City chapter. And so last week I did not interview him because I barely had a voice and wanted to save what I had for Danielle. Uh, We talked to Joel Goldberg, who's the one of the Royals. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Announcer and and, uh, public speaker. Yeah. Good dude. And then we spoke to a individual that's a freelancer this week, Julie Cortez. And she she runs this organization called the Freelance Exchange, which is basically a, a professional organization for people kind of like me 
that they just do freelance yeah. work. They run their own business basically. So yeah, I'm doing I'm doing that. So and those people love coffee. They're going to be at Bill, uh, Pilgrim on Valentine's Day. So on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. I know I was a little surprised by that choice. I think Becca and I will be going to room 39 on Valentine's Day as it's going to be closing soon, the one south. Mm. So, yeah, good place. Yeah, That's good place. Need some breakfast. How do you get one over in this thing called life? You go out and experience it. That's why this episode is brought to you by the Open Belly Podcast. In the Open Belly Podcast, they're exploring Kansas City's vibrant and diverse food culture. Each episode features a first-generation American restaurant owner in the KC community. And while Open Belly is a show about food, it's also so much more. Sharing stories of determination, hope, self-discovery, and the pursuit of the American dream. Help us to see the world from perspectives other than our own. That's how you get one over in this thing called life. So subscribe to Open Belly on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. To learn more, go to openbellypodcast.com or visit our show notes and click on the image you see for the Open Belly Podcast. So speaking of our love with coffee, you and I both love coffee. When we worked together, we basically went Nearly every day. Nearly every day, yeah. Just a little field trip, a little get out, get some fresh air, yeah. cup of joe. Cup of joe. Enjoyed yeah. the baristas there. I, yeah, that was uh, some good memories. Yep, some very good memories. So, we both love coffee. Yes. We both love beer. Yes. Gun to your head, if you could only have one, which would you pick, beer or coffee? This one. That has both in it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I was debating this one recently in my own head because I love beer. I mean, love beer. It's one of my favorite things. But I need coffee. Yeah. And that's, you know, the internal battle that you run into. I don't know. It's not as quick to decide for me. I don't know. I would go through some serious, like if I were stranded on a desert island. You'd be hurting. I would be hurt. I would go through some serious withdrawal. Headaches. Yeah. They're both addictive drugs, but, you know. This one, I think the legs, if I had the ability to, there's so much more I could do with beer over time. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. I love them both. I do too. Immensely. Yeah. But if you can make a beer with coffee in it. Yeah. Yeah. Safe to say our two favorite beverages. Easily. Water's probably well, third. Yeah, wa- yeah, water's third. And then I like brown liquor too, suburban, but it's yeah. a distant. I really, it's like beer, coffee, water's just a slight notch below. And then any other beverages. Is it tap water or sparkling water? All right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like any kind of water is is just a notch below, but like any other beverage is way below. Yeah, I'd agree. And I, I feel your need for, for coffee, but like the one thing I will tell you, and I reflected on this pretty quickly after you asked that question, was when I was super sick. Which were you? I, the one I was jonesing, like I was waking up and just scraping myself out of bed just enough to heat up the kettle to get some hot water to be able to like make a sound. Yes. And then going back to the couch and I would look at the coffee machine and go, I'm not feeling it. I have no need. Really? But then I would walk by the beer fridge and go, God, I wish I could have a beer. I almost think I'm slightly the opposite. Like if I... I'm traveling and I can't get my coffee, man. I'm just like, I'm off. I'm pissed. Like, I just don't feel right. Like, I got to have that warm nectar. And then I, I'm i I'm whole again. Yeah. And I, I get that on some level. Again, that's why I call it go-go juice. But to me, it's like, it, 
And I'm not going to say it's there's a utility in it, and that's why I enjoy it so much, because I do enjoy a good cup of coffee. Yeah. And there's a certain need, but at the same time, it's uh, I associate it with, like, me being a an electric vehicle and looking at the stands at the Whole Foods and being that's my apparatus to plug the fuck in. That gets me, that yeah, gets me from going. From point A to point B. Okay. Yeah, it gets me going. Yeah. It's interesting thinking about about it that way. Like, I couldn't go to a coffee joint and sit there and have five cups of coffee, but I could definitely go to a brewery or a you know someplace and have five beers and like yeah. Well, and I'm bad. I can drink coffee all day long. Like I can. I don't. There, yeah. Yeah. There's some days like there's some days if it's a dreary, overcast, crummy day, where I can drink coffee up until 10 p.m. Yeah. From morning to and because my tolerance is, and it's more of a warmth thing. Like yeah. it, I like the flavor comforting. and the comforting, yeah, aspects. Yeah. Which to me, this is much more of a social beverage, and and maybe the the difference, like, and maybe you view, and that's what I was going to ask you because, you know, you and your wife, you and I'd go every day, so it was a bit of a social bre- beverage, but it was like a break. Yeah. And then you and I every weekend go to another coffee joint each weekend. You you may view coffee more as a social. Like Beck and I'll go occasionally mm-hmm. to go grab a cup, but not the way you guys do where you hit a hit a new spot. Yeah. How that, you know, how that start? How do you guys start doing that? Yeah, we just kind of came up with this, you know, Diane is one that never really liked coffee growing up. Like she didn't even really start drinking coffee till she turned 40. You know, somewhere around there. And uh, and it's just was pretty much me just like, you know, every day. Gotta have, gotta have, gotta have it. So I think she was felt like she was missing out on something a little bit. So she finally found a couple, you know, some coffee drinks she likes. She really loves chai, but, you know, yeah. she likes a, a mocha or a latte. You know, she's, she's branching, you know, trying to branch out a little bit. Ice lattes she's down with. But um, I don't know. We... Um, we had a lot of free time, like on Saturday mornings, you know, our kids were sleeping till noon. We were looking for something to do. And we just decided like, there's so many interesting, unique, local coffee joints around. Let's just, you know, see how many we can hit and just see what we like and what we don't like. So yeah, I mean, there was a time there for pretty much a year. We were trying to hit, I mean, we would drive like 30 miles yeah, to a coffee joint, like, Never even heard of this joint, but we're going to go there and we're going to check it out. And it's a little like Danielle's thing where you kind of, you know, see people that just decided to start a business and, you know, they're all unique. They're all different. I mean, we went to Cause Coffee in DeSoto, Kansas, which is a one stoplight town. But this coffee joint, it's not not for profit. And all they do is they come up with a new charity each month and 100 percent of the proceeds from their sales that month, go to that that, that cause, wow. cause coffee. And they just, you know, keep moving on. And um, I just find that stuff fascinating. Just, you know, it is a social thing. You meet people that, you know, blip my t-shirt. It's one of our favorite joints down in the West Bottoms. I mean, it's, it's a motorcycle coffee joint. It doesn't make any, you know, in my mind, it doesn't make any sense. Like we sell <laughs> motorcycle helmets and we sell coffee. But these are like the nicest people I've met. They're salt of the earth, Kansas City, diehard people. And they just come down, meet, have a cup of coffee. I mean, you know, I've met so many people there that it's just a a cool environment. Yeah, with Blip in particular, I mean, you've been down there for Sunday church. Yeah, it's nice. And so Sunday church is not church in the, let's say, motorcycle yeah, like if the weather's decent or really nice, nine o'clock on Sunday mornings at Blip, you'll just see motorcycles of all sorts. You'll see, you know, cafe bikes, you'll see Harleys, you'll see, you know, uh, sidecars. I mean, you literally see everything and people just come and hang out for an hour and have coffee and just bullshit. And then they all get on their bikes and they take a little ride and just, you know, see parts of the city and just hang out together and it's just kind of a cool experience. 
Yeah, that is cool. It's it's cool to see that. Becca and I did a little bit of what you guys did uh, during the summer because Grant had a Grant had a summer yeah. job. He had to be there early. He had to be there early, and sometimes you weren't sure. It was one of those things where you weren't sure if he was going to be able to work or not, so you had to give him an hour or two. So we would do these morning dates, and we would go and go go down to Waldo and go have a cup of coffee at Crow's. Yeah. Or we'd go down to the river market and uh, get something at the city market or opera house or key key. I was like, I'm going to butcher the name because it's not spelled the way it sounds. Yeah. I don't speak French. (laughs) So, you know, those stops, it was really cool. We kind of missed that. So we did that this last weekend. She had not been to Pilgrim and there. So, so many few, there's so few places in Southern Johnson County that are good coffee places. I mean, so. yeah, especially in Johnson County, but it, it pisses me off anywhere. Like when there is really strong local coffee, it's a, you know, local business and there's a fucking Starbucks across the street and you just see people just because it's comforting. I know Starbucks. I'm going to go in there. I mean, yeah. Starbucks is fine. If I'm in an airport and that's my only option, I'll buy a Starbucks. But. Well, yeah, it's better than you and I coming back from Minneapolis I'd rather hit a Starbucks than gas station. Then yeah, we hit one there. of those yeah those truck centers, and the coffee was the weird mocha mix. Yeah, not good that you get at Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah, but I mean you know they're local businesses that are unique, they're original. Like check that you know check yeah. those places out. Yeah, definitely do that. So what's cool about Kansas City too, and I don't, I don't know you know you mentioned Blip, one of our favorite places. They closed down temporarily, thou mayest. Oh, man, I'm still heartbroken about that. Yeah. They're supposed to have an announcement soon. I think Friday. Hopefully, they're going to be relocating. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about that. But that 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 space they had was so phenomenal. Yeah, it was comforting. I mean, it was like, uh, felt like you're at somebody's fishing cabin or something. It was just kind of a cool place. They sold beer, you know, like they were open from 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. Yeah. It was little, nuts. A little cereal bar going on, too. What are, what are some of your other favorite spots here locally? Oh, man. There's a lot of good I mean, I love the new Messenger. Okay. It's a, just a really cool space. They do uh, Ibis Bakeries in there, so you can get some really great pastries and whatnot. They have a rooftop patio. It's right there in downtown. Great place. I really like the new Mildreds. Okay. I haven't been in, I haven't been in New Mildred yet. Yeah, it's a cool space. They kind of have, again, they have some great pastries and stuff, but just kind of a, I don't know, open, inviting environment. You know, they kind of thought it was kind of smart. They literally moved across the street. Okay. But they kind of like took their learnings from their original location and like tried to address all of those in the the new location. It's bigger. Yeah, it's just a really cool space. One that I like and go to. So when I was working in corporate America, I was running the intern program. And one of the things I would try and do, and maybe maybe this gets to your appeal of maybe I'm speaking against what I said earlier about coffee being a social beverage. It's, maybe I associate this with being more social. Was that I used to run the intern program. And one of the things I would do on a monthly basis to make the interns at least monthly, a lot of times it was even every other week, make them feel comfortable because, you know, they'd be more accustomed to going to a coffee shop just hanging out. Yeah. Was instead of doing like my one-on-one meetings with them in the office, Take I'd say, let's, let's hit a new coffee shop. Yeah. And, and pick up a new coffee shop and we'll just have a cup of coffee mm-hmm. someplace and do our meeting there. And a couple that I would hit, and it was funny, I just had coffee at Opera House with one of those former interns. She's now a reporter locally. Really? Yeah. She's working for Thinking Bigger magazine. But she's now a reporter. And she said, I'll always remember those meetings. And you would take it, you know, just we'd go to a different coffee shop. And uh, one of the coffee shops I took her to was Hi-Hat. I like Hi-Hat. Really small. but It's like the smallest. It's probably, it's got to be, there's room enough for maybe three. Six people? <laughs> maybe. 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 Like. They have a nice outdoor patio, but yeah, yeah, it's a really small joint. Like in weather we have today, it'd be sick max. Yeah. So just cute cool as a button space, right on state line. Yeah, it's cool. So 
And one of Danielle's. I know you've gone before. Pirate's yeah. Bone. Oh, Pirate's Bone. Love Pirate's Bone. Yeah. Yeah. Love Pirate's Bone. The other one's the filling station. I really enjoy yeah. the, the one the one in Union Hill in particular. Okay. So it's just north of Hallmark. Yeah. Or wait, south of Hallmark. My bad. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other big one that I've really enjoyed and they traveled near you was Wildway. So yes. that one's been a little bit... They've had a little bit of buzz, but the people are just so, I mean, the people are so great. Yeah, they're nicest people. Yeah. Well, so. they started out kind of different. They did the uh, food truck coffee joint, and sounds like they're maybe trying to get a permanent space, but are going to keep the trailer so they can keep doing what, you know, got them where they are now. Yeah, I think there's trying. I talked to her the other day. I was in there meeting somebody, and they're trying to figure out what they want to do next. Yeah. So. That's tough. I mean, you know. They kind of made their hay with the food truck, but I mean, eventually you want to put down roots. But. Yeah. Well, while the weather's nice, I mean, it's when you 10 degree weather, Yeah, you need to make other arrangements. So what places have surprised you? So you talked about cause. Were there a couple that have surprised you? Surprise. That's. Well, it's like, or cool. One of the things I love about coffee joints is some of them just have cool stories. Yeah. Like one I really enjoyed when I when Beck and I lived in Prairie Village when we were first married was Hattie's. And it's Is that in downtown Overland Park? No, it's it it's at Mission and it's like in Corinth or north of Corinth. Oh, okay. I know where it is. That yeah. hen house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was owned by a former FBI agent. Really? She decided to open up a coffee shop. Low key. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, you just, some of these places, like Blip, interesting story. Again, it would surprise you. You walk into this place and you're like, wow, I'm selling coffee. And, you know, I've talked to Ian a little bit. Ian's like, they're a little bit, you look at their prices too. One of the awesome things about Blip is one, they serve great coffee. I mean, yeah. But two, it's it's a dollar or two cheaper. Yeah. Or less expensive, I should say. Yeah. And then other places around town, you ask Ian why, and Ian's like, I'm bringing Ian to look at the merch. You want a helmet? You want a jet? I mean, they're motorcycle merchandise. I don't I don't own a bike, but I'm like, that's some cool shit. Yeah. I'd wear that. And I'm Boss like, oh. leader. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I've been going to Blip for years, and I don't know. I always, I, I hooked into him pretty quickly. It just kind of felt like part of his group because, um, they had a, they're down the West Bottoms, which if you're not from Kansas City, like, it's just like abandoned warehouses everywhere. It like, looks like an episode of The Walking Dead. It does. Like, it's at least that it's part. desolate. There's, <laughs> yeah. you know, random stray dogs and tim- uh, tumbleweeds rolling down the road. And he had this one little location that it was like hi-hat where it was crazy small. And I went to that location, like, the first time, had coffee, and I was kind of blown away. And Ian was the only guy that worked there at the time. And just was super nice and was, you know, hey, how'd you find out about us? And I'm like, you got a sign that said coffee. Like, you know, <laughs> that's literally how I found it. That's all I knew. Um, the sad thing was like the next day they had a fire and the building that he was in, because it was kind of a shared location of an old warehouse. And somebody had accidentally set a fire in his building nice. and his location burnt to the ground. And as the building was burning... He had like this really cool neon sign that looked like the logo that I'm wearing on my shirt. And, you know, he's like, shit, what do I grab? So, of course, he grabbed the coffee machine that's like, you know, $3,000. And then he's grabbing, you know, trying to pull this neon sign off the wall as the building's burning. Oh, my gosh. And he was kind of out of commission for like four or five months and then just moved to another location in the West Bottoms. And it's actually been a great move for him because yeah. it's a bigger, better space. And well, if you, if you really think about it too, you know, you and I were talking about that space being like an episode of the walking dead, his little corner of the world on the West bottoms. Now he's really kind of the anchor. One of the anchors now yeah. that street or two of the West bottoms is really kind of turned around now. I yeah. mean, it's not a desolate place. They've got some nice businesses. It's up and coming. Yeah. yeah. But what I love about Ian, though, is, you know, he's always looking for, you know, how to help Kansas City at the same time. Like, he just opened his second location at 30th and Truce. Like, you know, maybe not an area most people would think to open a second location, but he's like, you know, I think it's 
up and coming. I want to help the neighborhood. And yeah. yeah. They just opened this week. That, oh, really? On Troost? Yeah. Okay. I'll check that out. I'll have to check that out. So you and I, we've talked travel before. Yeah. Right. But one of the things I enjoy about experiencing a new city is like going. The coffee scene. Yeah. The coffee scene. And sometimes you learn new things and experience new things. And so I was going to ask you about like, you know, maybe two few of your top non-KC kind of coffee experiences. I know I've got a few kind of tucked away, but. Yeah, well, you know, you and I both have a soft spot for La Colombe. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we That was one of the criteria at one point. Yeah, you for, turned us on to Dangerous Grounds, a TV show that Todd Carmichael had going. And it was basically, he's going to like these, because coffee grows most of the time and. Areas that aren't maybe the safest places in the world that he would go there with 40 grand strapped under his junk and like <laughs> make it a coffee deal, you know, in Colombia or Mexico or, you know, Africa or whatever. So he was a self-made guy and he started in Philadelphia with La Colombe and started selling to the Four Seasons. And the first time we went to Philadelphia, you know, 10 years ago, that was like one of the reasons we went to Philadelphia is to experience La Colombe. And I think we went there in the four days we were in Philly. We probably went there at least seven times. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. I think that's where Di really got the hooks in her on coffee because, you know, we would go in the morning and then in the afternoon she'd be like, I think we could go back to La Colombe and get yeah. another iced latte. The thing about it is, too, it's so pretentious because they don't even have, well, they do now, the New York locations do, but that Philly location... They have no signs. Like, yeah. you need to know coffee to know what the hell you're ordering. They yeah. had no they had no signs. So it's like if you wanted a cortado, if you wanted Gibraltar. Gibraltar. I mean, you you need to know what you're ordering when you when you go there. What cracked me up is, you know, he's not with us tonight, but I discovered La Cologne because of Grant. Really? Because those my kids were addicted to the travel network. And that show was on the Travel Network, and he comes running into my office like, I forget how old he was at the time, maybe 10, 9. He goes, Dad, 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 you got to see this TV show. <laughs> it's like, awesome. It's perfectly for you. It's coffee meets Indiana Jones. You need to go and watch this. So then Becca and I would wa watch the show. And then we, the first thing we decided was, okay, we had been watching the show for maybe, I don't know, several, at least four four or six months. We're like, okay, we can't watch a show and not try the coffee. Yeah. So we ordered direct. Yeah. And had it shipped and then tried the coffee that way before we went to the cafe. That was so, a great description. Yeah. Coffee meets Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. And so, the Corsica, that's, that's to this day, my favorite coffee on the planet. And I, it's, it's not, not cheap, but I, I do indulge in it. Yeah. Yeah. Scott went down you and I maybe, Moved off of the La Colombe. It's more of a treat. Occasionally, yeah. I'll, I'll order it. We got a buddy though that he's still a fan. He is often sharing his pictures. Scott yes. Cameron. Well, yeah. he gets the monthly subscription and whatnot. Yeah. All right. So where's other inter not necessarily international, but not, not KC coffee. Well, there's one international for me. So like Camden Market. Yeah. In between episodes of me almost fighting the. Uh, Fighting the uh, retail clerks, yeah, or whatever you want to call them, which I didn't know that's the shtick. My sister-in-law didn't happen to share that that's the shtick in Camden Market. That's the first time I had ever had a flat white. Yes, was in was in London in Camden Market, mm -hmm. and then about three months later, there were flat whites at Starbucks, and yeah, it's like, did I bring? Was that stuck to my I back? I literally brought it back from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It was big for a while. It was, yeah, it was really big for a while. Portland, Oregon. I forget forget the name of the actual shop. Barista. Was a barista. Diane okay. was looking that up, doing a little research for tonight's show. Okay. That's the first time I had had hemp milk. Yeah. And when I can find hemp milk, that's the milk of choice, non-dairy milk of choice. Mm -hmm. I have to settle for oat milk oftentimes now, but hemp milk is, I like macadamia nut milk. You like too. the alternative milks. I do. Well, you know, my digestive system can't handle the. 
I'm not completely lactose intolerant, but I save a lot of that for cheese. I'm still, yeah. I'm still old school and am uh, reliant on uh, bovine milk. Yeah. Which every barista you mentioned that to gives them pause. (laughs) Like they're like, I've never fucking heard of that. What is that? Is that like, is that like, like wheat? No, it's fucking cow's milk. It's cow's milk. (laughs) It's not alternative milk. It's milk. Well, one of our, not the best coffee. I mean, not all coffee experiences have to be like the most ideal, robust cup of coffee you can have. Douchey. (laughs) One of my favorite coffee experiences, though, was a year ago. We're at three in the morning. We're at Cafe Dumont oh, in New Orleans. Yes. Powdery, having, powdering our face. Having chicory coffee and some beignets. And like, it's three in the morning. This place is huge and it's packed. Yeah. Like wall-to-wall people at three in the morning having coffee and beignets. Yeah, that was freaking awesome. And I actually don't mind chicory coffee. I, I mean, don't, it's not a dislike. And I'm saying if, yeah. you're, if you're... You're not going to pick that over, like, good coffee. Yeah. All right. I am. I'm poo-pooing a little bit, but it's good. Well, it was the, I mean, it was just the environment. It was the experience, that whole yeah. experience. Well, and the whole story behind chicory coffee yeah. is because they didn't have enough coffee. So they used chicory to cut it to make coffee without having enough coffee. It's still a cool experience, though, like. Yeah, no, that, well, that whole New Orleans trip, I was telling somebody about that the other day, but that was certainly a highlight too. Just, yeah, because we went back. We didn't go just once. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, we went back twice. And then uh, you got another one? I have one more. It was when Ty and I went to Barcelona last year. We went to uh, Girona, which is about an hour outside of Barcelona in in the mountains. Girona is actually a city where much of Game of Thrones has been filmed. Okay. The Grand Sept of Baylor is in Girona. Okay. That whole aria with the learning to be nobody. Yeah. All those fight scenes and stuff were filmed in the streets of Girona. So she, that's where she discovered, found her way to be a faceless. Yes. Faceless faceless man. man. But we found this, Little itty bitty coffee joint. We went down this alley that was literally like we could not walk side by side. Like it was maybe three and a half feet wide. It was kind of claustrophobic and you had to walk all the way through it. And once you got through it, it like opened up into the square and there was this little itty bitty coffee joint called Fabrica. And it was just a perfect day. It was like 65 degrees, sunny no wind. It's like eight in the morning. It's quiet. There's nobody around. And Di and I had some coffee and they had like outdoor seating and we were sitting there in this little plaza, you know, nobody around, just buildings that are a thousand years old, just sitting there and like just taking in just literally soaking it in Yeah, history while I'm soaking in my caffeine. Oh, it was a cool experience. That is a cool experience. That is very a very cool experience. So you and I were talking a minute ago about La Cologne. You you still hitting up Todd Carmichael like <laughs> every week? That was my fifteen minutes of fame because I had like five or six different times where he would either reply to me or like or share post it yeah. or share. He's one of those people, Todd Carmichael, he's definitely not at the top of the list, but he's probably in the top 10. Like if I could have a beer or a cup of coffee with somebody, it would probably be him because he's just, he's just a cool cat and a good guy and somebody that, you know, that I would aspire to be like. Yeah. Now I could definitely see that as like a business, small business person or it, do you think we're ever going to get a cafe here, a La Cologne cafe? Here because that's what you were hitting him up like constantly. I, just I had high praise because at one point they said they were going to have like 150 cafes within two years, but that was four years ago. And I know they've expanded to some other markets, but the closest we've gotten is Kylo Charlie. I mean, they serve their coffee. Yeah, which they is, serve La Cologne coffee. It's not a La Cologne. Yeah, it's not a La Cologne. But um, I don't think so. But that's in the Hotel Phillips, right? Yeah, I don't even think that's there anymore. Though is it really not Are they there? Rebranded or something? But oh crap. That's the thing. There's so many downtown. There's so many choices yeah. now. Yeah. So many choices. 
He's just a good dude. I mean, I really respect what he's done. I mean, he basically was nobody and started roasting coffee. And I think the story behind him is he went to the Four Seasons in Philadelphia every day for like two years. Are you going to buy some coffee today? And they're like, no, we're not buying coffee from you today. Fuck off. And the next day, you're going to buy some coffee today? And then I think after like two years, they're finally like, fine, I, we'll buy some coffee. We'll try your damn coffee. We're, we'll have you, if it'll make you go away, we'll buy some coffee. And they tried it and they're like, shit. <laughs> this guy's on to something. This stuff is good. And that was pretty much how he got started. That's awesome. Great story of perseverance. That would be good good conversation to have over beer. Yeah. Yeah. Just a good dude. You know, what's funny is we've been having this conversation. We've been talking about coffee and you and I must be broke and destitute. I don't think we'll ever be able to retire because it makes, we make it sound like we buy all our coffee out, which I know is not the case. Although you spend enough on your machine (laughs) that you probably could own a Tesla at this point. Yeah, I could probably own a Tesla. So, we do a lot of damage at home. One where you, if you're not buying your coffee at La Colombe, where are you buying your coffee? I try to just try bags at different places. If I'm out somewhere, I like like grocery stores, you're just picking up a bag. And- no, not really grocery stores. Like when I'm at a coffee joint, you know. I'll so see when something. you're at Dalmaeus, like when I was at Dalmaeus, yeah, last, I'm like, I need to grab a bag. Yeah, and I'll yeah. try it that way, and then see, you know, and just. Keep trying different ones, new ones. That's cool. I'll buy some at the grocery store. So like Java Brothers. Yeah. It's local. I like them. And then there's, you and I need to go there sometime. It's some KC coffee cooperative. They sell it high V Becca's Heaven. Hmm. And it's all in brown paper bags. That's my favorite kind. Yeah. So I'm going to try that. I just don't like dry beans. Yeah. Like, I can tell by looking at it. Like, I like beans that have a little oiliness. They're a little darker. Like, I don't know. Although they say the darker the roast, the lower the caffeine. That's true. But I like darker roast. I like the flavor of darker roast, too. You just have to drink more of it. So what's the what's the weapon at home? What's the machine at home? Well, you know, I've gone through multiple Juras. Juras are insanely cool. It. You just dump beans into this machine and add some water and you hit a button and it grinds and tamps and pressurizes and, you know, high pressurization, like brews the coffee to where you get that delicious uh, layer of crema at the top. Okay. And I think I've had like five of those machines. (laughs) They're not cheap, but I've had some luck. The last one I bought was at Costco though. Okay. And it was... It was under $1,000. Okay. Because before, some of those models were running. Some of those were closer to two grand. Yeah. Yeah. I had a problem there for a while. Um, <laughs> but the one I've had, I've had for like two years now. And it was it was almost, it was like 800 bucks. But again, I sit there and think, you know, if I'm brewing coffee at home and then I'm not going out spending four or five dollars and it's important to me and it's good, it's I mean, I have people that I know that they'll come over at, you know, six in the evening and they're like, hey, fix me a cup of coffee. Yeah. Because they love that crema and just, you know, it's a good experience and stuff. So I love the juras. Yeah. Well, you know, I have some of the issues I have. So it's like Beck and I have not spent the same amount of money on equipment. We like good coffee. But I and you have one device, really, where I've got like five. Yeah. So I have my drip machine, which is a Bonavita, which operates like a pour over. It's like a big shower head. Okay. And it soaks the beans. I like that. And then it lets it just steep. Yeah. For like six minutes before. It's, and actually, La Cologne sells that. It's the only drip coffee maker they sell. Okay. Which is what we have. But then if you want a espresso... I brought bought a, an espresso machine. Okay. Those are small. They're small. They're nice. Yeah. But, and again, good, get a good espresso with some nice crema on the top. Problem is, is the weight. Like, and they recycle. You can do some stuff to recycle, but, you know, not a as. Little. Yeah, little caplets. So, 
And then I've got a, you know, I've got a gooseneck tea kettle and I've got a gooseneck tea kettle. I can do pour overs and yeah. So I have way too much to the point where, you know, Becca's not another coffee device. Yeah. Of any way, shape or form. Got a milk frother, got all that crap, which. How often do you froth milk at home? Probably about five times a year. It sounds great, but yeah. yeah. Just takes up space. Yeah. 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 And then you have to clean that shit up. Oh, my God. Speaking of devices, last question about coffee. Keurig, device of the devil. I, I'm i using this word. I hate Keurigs. I think they're awful. I don't like the coffee. I think it's a lazy man's way of drinking coffee. I don't like it. I'm not for it. It's bad for the environment. I'm with you. Beck and I were in Martha's Vineyard now more than 10 years ago. Almost 10 years. Yeah, it was now more than 10 years ago. And we were to bed and breakfast and they had a Keurig. And we're like, oh, how cute. What a novel concept. It's like when they first came out. Yeah, yeah. And that quickly went by the wayside. You start thinking about all the plastic that... That they just pissed me off because anytime, most of the time I'm around a Keurig, they're like, oh, we have... uh, French vanilla this or gingerbread cookie that. Fucking flavored coffee is awful. I, I don't like flavored coffees of any type. I like coffee in my coffee, but that's just me. You take it black or? If you're, most of the time. Well, yeah. because you're drinking. What are you drinking most of the time? Like, are you making it uh an espresso? I basically what I make is like an Americano. Americano. Like it's basically, okay. uh, you know. Yeah, it's about... You You're know, making a drip coffee with a couple shots. Yeah, pretty much. And a little crema layer on there. And that's... I don't... I do that a lot, too. I'll make the drip coffee and then I'll put a couple of shots of the Nespresso in it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't add cream. I don't add sugar. I don't add anything. You know. That or a red eye, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. I like a red eye every once in a while, depending on the day. Just shaking. Your head will explode. Yeah. They're delicious. Oh... We should have done like a triple D discussion this week around coffee, but I was so pissed off about the events, one action. So this is the bookend or toast earlier. Yeah. You know, because we've kind of done a, a a triple D about about coffee. The one I was going to do where you, you kind of did one episodes back about somebody at work being the maid. Yes. And it made me think of Terry Tate, the office linebacker. Yeah. You drink the Joe, you make some out. That's right. And so we kind of done that. But so I picked a triple D this week where so we had Danielle on mm-hmm. last week. She has done one episode. It launched and somebody gave her she's had one episode and somebody gave her a one star review on her podcast. So this week's triple D. And for folks that don't know, we we have a we throw out a scenario each week and we have a discussion on whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move. And so this week's triple D is what do you call someone who gives you a one rating on Apple Podcasts after only one episode? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man, give a sister a chance. I like to even know if they finish the episode. I don't know how you can listen to that and like that sucks. Unless you don't like ethnic foods, maybe. I don't know. It's a dick move in my mind, but you know you're being a dick. Like Yeah, you you know. You're you're aware. You just you're don't, being... you know, whatever. I don't care. I don't know this person. Well, and the other thing, it's like I, th- I sat and thought about it. I was like, was it just a slip of the finger? Because they just love the rating. No comments. I don't think there was a comment associated with it. It could be a dumbass. It could be a dumbass move. If if it were just a slip of the finger, they didn't leave any comments. So yeah, but I had one rating that on our show that we didn't we didn't love. They weren't wrong, but they at least left some feedback. Yeah, like something to strive for. Let's get better. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I would say even on that one, it was like for us, it was I don't know how much he listened or he or him or her. Sometimes you can't tell from the username. Or doesn't have to be him or her. It could be both he, she. And, you know, it, um, 
it's possible these days, man. I, I, you know, we're inconsistent. We can be a little inconsistent. So it's like, yeah. But at least to your point, left feedback. Right. I like feedback. I like feedback. That makes you better. What's dickish is to leave a one star and no feedback. Yeah. And I would agree. I think it's a dick move. Did you think this was, you know, something totally different? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what they expect. It, it hasn't hurt her ratings. So in the grand scheme of things, it's no. She's awesome, so she'll yeah. be fine. But yeah, it's dickish. Yeah. All right. So we both have on that a dick move, and I think that's pretty pretty easy to agree on that one. So that's it for tonight's show, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Hope you've enjoyed Patrick Mahomes' socks that you've been watching live. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the He Says, She Says Casey Facebook page and like, follow us if you haven't already. Remember, you can catch us live on Facebook almost every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. Also, check out the He Says, She Says Casey blog and go out and subscribe to us, rate us, leave us not a one star. And if you do leave us one star, tell us why. Tell us why. Leave us a comment. But anyway, you can probably do that on iTunes. But there are other podcast platforms. You can find us on Spotify and also Stitcher. Take care. Drink local coffee. Drink local coffee and beer. And beer. Take care.